Shout out to America Labs. Shout out, America Labs. All right. <laughs> well, thank you, Ben. Um, and hello, Husky Boy Nation. This is episode six of the Husky Boy Project. I am completely and utterly honored to have, you know, a good friend of mine, Benjamin Kane, on the podcast today. Um, and we're going to do things a little bit different. We're going to yeah. talk to a guy that is not necessarily part of the Husky Boy Nation per se, but um, he definitely has been on a transformation throughout his life. He's a fitness enthusiast. He's a plethora of knowledge uh, in terms of training as well as nutrition and, of course, sports nutritional supplements, which is the industry that he lives in on a day-to-day basis. So I am extremely excited to talk to him. Um, Ben, if you want to give just a little bit of background on what you do, where, where people can kind of engulf and engage in your content. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I, I actually have, you know, we, we kind of talk as friends, but I'm going to get, I'm going to get a little deep today. Okay. Uh, I'll go with it. I want to, I want to, I want to know about your experience, but go ahead and. Uh, cool. Well, so up. for the record, I have been Husky at points in my <laughs> life. I just had to, I had to earn it. Um, <laughs> I, I started that. off, uh, you know, growing up, I was a really lanky kid. I'm six foot four. Um, currently I'm 270 pounds. Um, growing up, I remember, um, it's really funny. My senior year of high school, um, I was like beefing with this guy in my grade and he wanted to like fight me. And I told him that he didn't want to mess with these 170 pounds, but I was actually 160 pounds. And it's just like looking back, it's like so funny that like I was like, you know, Dude, that way. One, so I, I were yeah. You, I, were you six four then? Yet I was six feet tall in okay. seventh grade. Okay, shit. So I don't know if I was like six two, six three, six four, but I was really tall by the end of high school, you know. And it was it was awkward because like I would just wake up longer, you know, like <laughs> like. Long sleeves don't work on me. Like, cause my, like my arms are so long. Like if you look at videos of me deadlifting, like when I lock out the bars are like still at like my knees, like it's, I'm just a very lanky person. And, uh, in, I remember in high school, like all I wanted to be was like just normal. Cause I was like, I was like bullied for being like skinny and, and stuff. And, uh, I, I, that's, that's how I got into all of this. Cause everyone asked like, how did you get into this? Like, because I seem to be such an extreme example here. I was like, I just wanted to be normal to start. And at a certain point, I decided that being normal was actually really boring. And I didn't want to be normal anymore. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. I, uh, in high school, I started off like, doing like P90X. I don't know if you remember P90X, that stuff. Yeah. That, was, that stuff was just so easy. And then um, it, just, it just ate and ate and ate and ate. And eventually I hit like 200 pounds in college and I thought that was a big deal. Uh, I just ate and ate and ate and ate and I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot of things I shouldn't do. Um, I learned a thing and that kind of points me towards the things that I should do. And now for work, well, I, I, I've, I found my way through nutrition. I did retail, I did GNC, I did vitamin shop. Um, I went to school for dietetics at Rutgers. And uh, one day I was working at vitamin shop and Mark Leisure on a neutral walks in i had no clue who he was this is before they were anyone and uh he asked me some questions that i'm not actually allowed to tell anyone what he asked me because i was able to guess like how horrible the stuff in the industry was and i like (laughs) 
somehow i don't know how but i knew things that i really wasn't supposed to know and it was brands that he actually had been manufacturing so he oh, wow. knew how bad it was yeah and uh so he offered me a salary on the spot to come to new trial wow. and so i dropped out of college for that and everything no else idea. oh yeah everything i just i didn't i hated what i was doing like dietetics like you're gonna go work in, in a hospital with like yeah. diabetic people and you're gonna tell them don't eat sugar and it's just like that's not what i want to do with my life yeah. You know, like, I don't want to, like, again, I don't want to work with normal people. I don't want to be normal. I don't want to work with normal people. I want to be around people who want to be something more. And so I had a really fun time at New Trial. did some really cool stuff. Um, so how, long, how long were you there? Sorry, I'm taking my headphones oh, off. This thing's cool. fucking up. About four years, a little okay. under four years. And we went through a really transformative time there. there like, honestly, couldn't have been a better time for me to spend there because I came in as a product specialist. Yeah. Worked my way up through sales. I launched bodybuilding.com, GNC, and vitamin shop all myself. Um, Which, by the way, like they were basically direct to consumer for the longest time, right? Like they, yeah, they did not have focus years. on retail. Yeah. Yeah. And um, traveled for like a year straight uh, teaching GNC managers how to read proprietary blends because they didn't know. And so. That's like my major contribution to this industry is like I, when people talk crap with me, I'm like, no one in this industry almost like I can count on one hand, like the people that have done more for transparency than yeah. like, and I, like it took me a long time. For, like, and I think that's a lot part of like my story is like realizing the things that I have done. Like I have a little bit of imposter syndrome, you know, like, like cause you, 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 I remember when I got the job at Nutribio, I looked at the girl that interviewed me. I was like, I can't believe you're hiring me for this. And she was like, that's a horrible thing to say. Why would you say it's the person that's interviewing you? I was like, are you on Instagram? Do you know how many more intelligent people there are than me? And it, cause I, I think that's kind of a, a problem with social media right now is that there's always someone smarter. There's always someone bigger. There's always someone leaner. Of course. Of course. You know? Uh, so I did all that at Nutribio, eventually moved over to marketing um, had a really cool time launching their now branded community bio crew, which has been really yep. successful for them. Super great. Great community. Super cool stuff. Super cool stuff. Um, and after there, I had a couple other stops in the industry. Finally found my home at Price Plow, where who'd you, who'd it's you skip over. I don't remember. Who were you between um, Price Plow and Jabal? <laughs> where we met. <laughs> <laughs> We had a we had a short entanglement. Yeah. Yes, we did. You did. <laughs> and I finally found my home at Price Flat, where I honestly don't even know what to tell people. Like, like dating, I have no clue to tell girls what I, what I do for work because I'm like I'm an oh, influencer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. Well, you you also you wear like a lot of different hats, right? Like, Price Plow is 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 actually a variety of different things, right? Yeah. Like it's not just supplement information or great deals on, on product or, you know, a Rolodex of, of reviews and, and very detail uh, oriented, like cited um, kind of reviews on products, but you also um, managed to, I think, launch one of the, probably one of the, I think probably the fastest growing podcast within sports nutrition oh, yeah. right now, which is the supplement industry roundtable, um, which is something I look forward to, you know, every single, well, every week now, I think is what you guys are every other week you guys are putting one out, but yeah, I always have hard hitters. Um, and you just had, um, who did you just have on? John Meadows. Is, uh, so for some reason, 
either I had a dream about this, like literally last night, but is John Meadows from Rock Island, Illinois? I don't know. I, that's like a weird thing. I just, I feel like I had like, <laughs> I, I got a picture in my head and I'm like, is he from Rock Island, Illinois? I don't know is why. where you're from? I'm from Moline. We're part of the Quad Cities. Um, okay. But I'm going to have to look that up afterwards. For some reason, just talking about supplement industry roundtable jarred that thought. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty confident it's a fucking dream that I had like last night. So apologies. Entirely possible. But yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of wild because I, I, we wear so many hats. Like, um, I, I, I'd say this, like every single day I produce some sort of content yeah. for Price Plow, right? Um, I do a lot of sponsored content, but we moved into a lot of, um, we work with ingredient manufacturers now too, to yep. create content for them because I was really inspired by how Compound Solutions was able to create uh, mostly tea, cream, and dynamine are like very household names for nutrition minded people. Yeah. And I wanted to help more ingredient manufacturers do that, which I think is kind of happening. And it's really cool. Um, Cause I well, almost want to give there's some great new, there's great new product. I mean, it's a, it's a hell of a time to be alive with some of these compounds that they're, they're coming out yeah. with. Right. Like Dude, this is... I got to, I got to an argument with uh, one of your main competitors R and D teams the other day. They're, uh, they uh they're filing for some sort of big yeah. thing right now no, they'll be and uh they told me they were like there's no new ingredients out there there's nothing good coming out and i was like i named like a dozen and they were they picked like a couple of them they're like there's no there's no data behind that there's no that's not that's not real so not. so this is this is one thing that you know is you know as an employee of bbcon this is not me bashing just fyi um but there is there is a there is a line you know, where I guarantee if you go to like a, a GNC, a vitamin shop, um, the people that are working there are not fanboys of the industry anymore. Right. right. Like they are, they know retail, they know pricing, they know promotion, but they don't know the ins and outs of like what you know about individual products, efficacy, how things are working together. Like, you know, why Glaxon is so cool. and should be at every, on every retail storefront shelf, you know, yeah. even, even if, you know, they're, you know, non-compliant in, in, in you know, our standards sure. in our world, right? Um, but they're, they're innovative new things that are driving the industry forward. And, you know, I, I, I think I, I told you this before, but like, I think April on our team, John Stump, uh, who's also like in charge of our private label, like, and myself are probably the, the closest thing to what we have in, internally of people that like really understand the industry if something news out we're the ones trying it like that's yeah. that's we're fans of yeah. anything even if we don't sell it i mean i buy a lot of stuff that we don't sell you know that was but, me at nutribio like yeah. i was always like when mark needed to know like what was out there who someone was mark now um now that we're we're just friends and not well i, I work with him in some ways but yeah, yeah. he calls me the bouncer of the industry because <laughs> he's like if you want to if you want to meet anyone you just call ben and it's like really kind of creepy like because i true. i just love networking like i just <laughs> i talk way too much and that's like one of my biggest uh like hurdles that i've had to do in the industry is like shutting up like <laughs> i talk way too much so 
No, it's, uh, it's, it's a good thing. I mean, you know, you've, you've brought plenty of, of new cool, you know, relationships to me when I was managing our, our marketplace and vendor drop shipping. Um, you know, and, and I look, I look to you for, for a lot of information. And so, you know, part of, part of this podcast, you know, not only do I want to tap into the psyche of a young Ben Kane and what it was like <laughs> growing up to be skinny, the things you tried, you know, in order to overcome that, what you dealt with, you know, um, that's, I, I definitely want to go there for sure, yeah. because that's what this podcast is about is addressing that internal thing. Um, you know, and I love that to be vulnerable, but, um, but draw power from those vulnerabilities, right. And address mm -hmm. them. Um, I think that's probably a, a major issue with, you know, I think our society as a whole right now is people just carry this baggage and have no idea the torment that they have kind of logged in the back of their mm -hmm. head and they take it out, um, in various ways. And a hundred percent, you and you and I are kind of, you know, I think cut from the same cloth from a, from a political spectrum where, <laughs> you don't fuck with my world. I don't give a yeah. fuck what you do in your world and we're all good. Right. Like, yeah. um, but let's, let's talk a little bit about um, the high school experience um, for Ben Kane. Sure. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to call it skinny cause you were, you're tall. Um, did you play Lanky. sports? Like if you're six foot, like you might, you might've played Bro, basketball and been normal. Dude. Oh man. If I had played basketball, I probably would have been normal. Absolutely. <laughs> would have been normal. Uh, growing up, I played lacrosse. So okay. it was like taller than everyone else. So it was like, I could hit people harder. I think yeah. like I just had more, I was a defense player. I was not fast. I've never been fast in my life. Um, so I just hit kids and uh, eventually I think we got to high school and I just didn't want to play anymore. Cause like they were making us run and stuff. They were making us like really work for it. And I was like, I'm not here for that. Like I'm here just to like house kids. Um, so you, so if you I, already had that aggressive gene in you. I've always been very competitive. Um, I've always been very argumentative. I like to make a point just because. Um, and if you watch I my see stories, that you can see that. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. My dad always says that I should be a lawyer because, like, even if I agree I with you, I might, like, weird. just find a way to argue with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in high school, I got into marching band. Okay. Um, and this became a very hardcore obsession of mine which I still am like very into. Uh, let me, let me just gather. Cause yeah. coming from a, a, a fellow brass player in high school, not <laughs> high school, sorry, middle school. I mean, I feel like you played a reed instrument. I feel like you might be played saxophone. Sax. Yeah, yeah. I played saxophone through high school. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's so funny. Like I, I'm the same way. I can guess what people played in, in band. Like, right. You look at a girl, you're like, you played clarinet like clarinet <laughs> players are all the same yeah. you know yeah uh but anyway i went to college i i marched at rutgers university uh, okay, i was a, I I was a tuba cool. player for them yeah we traveled a lot that was a lot of like my maturity coming in was like getting flown around they gave us like 300 dollars stipends and spending all of it on alcohol <laughs> like i had to grow up quick That's um awesome. And then I actually ended up doing this thing called Drum and Bugle Corps, which is like competitive marching bands at the major yeah. leagues. Um, got way too into that. And I think a lot of it, it's very militaristic. So a lot of it taught me discipline and, and yeah. hard work, um, which I already kind of, you know, had a base of growing up. My, my mom instilled a lot of it in me. My grandfather was in the Navy, instilled a lot of hard work principles in me. Okay. 
so that's a lot like where my psyche comes from where my competitive nature comes from i think but uh just at some point in high school i was sick of like getting made fun of for being so skinny and i yeah. was like i don't well, know what were, i'm gonna do you kind of had the double-edged sword you know you were you're skinny and, and you were in band yeah be fair to be fair in our in our school we were a group five band so we had like a very oh, okay. large band um yeah, yeah. and it was its own little ecosystem and being very frank about it i also like growing up because i played lacrosse i was really friends with all the jocks so even when i got to high school like i was that one guy that was able like i do the same thing i do in the industry right now like i was able to be friends with everyone even the people that hated each other like yeah. you know i can be friends with james bacuzzi and mark mark glazier at the same time yeah. you know and, and so i was able to be with like the stoners the band kids the jocks so i was always kind of like that but somehow i still got made fun of <laughs> somehow and it really bothered me uh, and that's always kind of been my driving force in all of this is like, was it, was it really, were you being made fun of because of like how tall and skinny you were or, you know, other uh, as an older guy now, I not older, but like as someone who's matured and grown up, I realized yeah. they probably were jealous that I was so tall. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. cause I think now at this point in my life, a lot of guys you hear it in the gym, they're like, man, I'd give up all these muscles to be as tall as you. I hear that a lot and yeah. not, I'm not that I'm trying to like, you know, uh, be boastful or anything, but like a lot of guys for them, it is about height. Um, yeah. So as someone who is six, four and a decently large guy now, it's, I kind of feel bad. Cause then I realize like you, you can work all you want. You mustn't, you couldn't grow if you wanted to. Can't, you cannot grow. Right? right. But I mean, you, you see that a lot in this, in this industry too. Like you see these massive guys mm. and then you go to a trade show and you're like, Holy fuck, I'm taller than you are. Yeah. Like what? How's yeah, that that's, that's a big thing. Like, I get pulled aside at the Olympia mm-hmm. a lot. And they're like, I had no clue. I had yeah. no idea you were so big. Uh, yeah. I've tried to play with my camera angles a lot because uh, apparently there's some way I can make myself look bigger. I make myself look really small on camera. Because um, I get these comments. I'm like, do you even work out? I'm like, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, well, you saw, you saw that I, I was the dad bod. Yeah, for, like the the thing that we did on BB, dude. I got so many haters. Like that guy doesn't have a dad bod. He's just fat. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you motherfuckers. Because that was like my first time of like, you know, I post stuff on Husky Boy all the time, but typically it's people that like are encouraging. And yeah. I got put on, I got put on blast on BB, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I could handle it because I'm, I would always read the comments. And it's really hard. It's bad. I, it's bad. It's really hard. Yeah, I, I was just I, talking with Ryan Buckeye about it this morning. Like, it's really hard to deal with social media. Like, you, you, you like, you see celebrities talking about it. You're like, that's fucking easy to talk about from your, your mansion and shit. Like, yeah. well, like, dude, I, 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 uh, I remember last Natural Body uh, block party last summer. Mm-hmm. I got a, a skin fade before I went, and when I get fades, my my skin breaks out. Yeah, a couple yeah, days same. later because they use like the the balder on me and i have very sensitive skin and i like turned my head in one video and like the back of my head was like it's a bunch of pimples and like yeah. dude i got so much hate on that video it was like really yeah it was it was i get a little bit of shit because like my skin isn't the best and i'm pretty red most of the time i'm irish like you know it happens, it happens. but like this like dude youtube comments are the most toxic places on this earth you know what i I didn't know that. And then, you know, Derek Sanders, who runs our YouTube, he goes, dude, YouTube is wild. And I had no, I had no idea, like just the grotesque shit. And like, you know, that's, that's something I'm, I'm constantly monitoring because, you know, 
Ryan, he's got a young daughter. Like yeah. I have a three and a half year old. Like I don't, I don't want any of this world. Like yeah. with TikTok and like all that crazy shit that, you know, picking That's up. Why Mike family. doesn't put any of his kid on the channel. Like, like yeah. he's very, keeps his family very separate from work. Um, it's it's difficult. It's very hard. Um, not to like, you know, woe is me, but like social media is, it's a hell of a thing. Dude. So, I mean, without a doubt, like, and it's one of those, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I think the, the more authentic you can be like, and more you ensure that the, that the cohorts that you're putting together are there for the right reasons. Like, you know, I, I, I totally respect like, like Mark Bell with his like <laughs> race to zero followers, right? Like, yeah. if you don't like what the fuck I'm putting out don't follow me and yeah. I'll just cultivate a group of, of people that are supportive and, you know, like-minded, which, you know, of course is, is not without its, its qualms too. Cause you want, you want a plethora of different ideas. Right. But yeah, you're, you're a negative Nancy piece of shit and just, you know, go about your way and, and take it somewhere else. I struggle know? with that for sure. Cause like, like, look, I want to unfollow every single liberal person that I'm <laughs> friends with, but like, is that really the most um, beneficial thing you could probably do? Like, I think it's probably better for you to have a plethora of different uh, opinions being presented to you. But it's so easy to see someone saying something you disagree with and just being like, fuck this, that guy's dumb. I don't want to follow him. Yeah. It's, it's really easy to hit unfollow these days. Um, But then you're just stuck in an echo chamber uh, of your own, like just shit and uh, just just as the pendulum swings right like it it used to, it used to be that like when like healthy debate was like a thing and it's <laughs> it's swung all the way over here yeah and now because this is the mass there will be like a minority of people that are like no we should debate about this i hear you i understand and then that's yeah. going to be the cool thing because it's in the minority and then it's going to swing back the other way. Like, at least that's, that's my take is like these things always like ebb and flow, just like fucking everything. Right. I have to hope that I, I have I, to hope that. Cause to. I, you know, what's really honest uh, uh, and I don't want to really get too far off though, but like, uh, yeah. like I, this whole last couple of months that we've been in has made me realize there's more people like us than we thought before. Yeah. Without you know, a doubt. So, without a so, doubt. but anyway, uh, I exactly. found my way to price plow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so now I just, I, I feel like my, my job is kind of just to be like a watch person in the industry. Yeah. Um, like a watchdog. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I try to provide as much information to people as possible. Um, even if it's not always, I try not to have anything opinionated in it. I try to present facts. Uh, if people want my point of view, I will give it, but I try to be the, industry's best source for actual facts yeah um you know we, we, the only I bias have, that you may carry is proprietary blends yeah yeah oh, i mean are, which which by, by all means is is completely and utterly fair because you want to know what you put into your body you want to know the ingredients that you are purchasing and ingesting. right and even then like the bias that i have is still me saying like hey listen like, this is a reason you wouldn't want to use this. Like, there's still a factual reasoning behind what I would say about it, you know? Yeah. Um, my, I think that the real bias, which Justin Hall and I talk about a lot too, is just the fact that, like, I like people in this industry. Like, there are good people. And I have a hard time 
taking that away because when I know that a product is made by like genuinely good people, I just want to like it more. Yeah. You know, uh, Axe and Sludge, like just genuinely really, really good people. Yeah. Um, you know, their, their, their grind EAA product is missing methionine. So it's not an essential, you know, like a a full essential amino acid. It's not complete, but it's like, they're really good people. Like, (laughs) you know, I want to support them. So that's, that's the only tough part for it. But out of that, I mean, uh, I do all that. I do that podcast, which I I agree. I think it's the fastest growing right now, but to be fair, there's nothing like it. There's some other podcasts, but they don't have the guests at the size that we do. Um, Mm -hmm. They don't have the same influence on the industry. Um, Well, I I love you guys. I mean, for the most part, like what you've been like, what, like, what you did with, you know, the Galaxian crew with like having cool. like this, the mystery pills was awesome. The, the fact that you had like the exclusive showing launch party of ghost energy was yeah. extremely dope. Like, um, you know, it, it makes people that are not on the inside super jealous. Yeah. The yeah. But like, I think industry are like, Oh fuck, how did they do that? You know? Yeah. I, th- that was, so it's the, the whole Dan energy ghost thing. Like, I gotta tell you, like we knew that like a month out, and we were sitting here like, "This is gonna be awesome." We're gonna make everyone so jealous with this one. But it also a lot of it is like um, very similar with what I did with the lift box uh, this this month. Is like I ha- I recognize that I have access to a lot of things mm-hmm. ahead of time, and so any way that I can provide a glimpse of that, what it's like to other people, I know they want to be a part of that. You know, so I. Yeah. I try to provide that in a, a nonchalant manner with the SIRS. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about, we talk all day. The three of us, like, are constantly talking. And a lot of our questions about how we can make it better come back to, man, this is just going fine. Let's just leave it alone. Like, yep. we don't have any wild technology. Like, we just use webcams. Yep. We, just, we just live stream it. We don't worry about it. We don't do any wild editing. It's just three bros and a dude. Um, that's it. You know, and, yeah. and it might be a girl in the future, but like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's whatever. It's just like, you know, we're just going to put well, this out there. It's authentic. It. Yeah. You know, and that's, yeah. that's what people want. Like they just want conversations. They want to feel like they're in the room and they're, and they're involved in the conversation. And yeah. especially, you know, the high level conversations are like the newness factor, like the science that, you know, Joey's putting into these things. Like, like we would never have access to this, like just being a consumer of the brand, right? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you're not going to have that type of access when you go into your local shop to buy these products. So it's, it gives, it gives a really good glimpse behind the curtain and you know, it's, yeah. I think one of the things that I aimed for personally um, is I see a lot of podcasts that are like question and answer, question and answer, question and yeah. answer. And it's very cool. Like the one that comes to mind and Robert Shinetsky's supplement engineer, he does a really mm-hmm. good job yeah. of querying people and getting it out, getting the information out there. What I wanted to, and this is just personal, this is one of three people in it, but one of the things that I have when I set up my questions or my conversation topics for the night is to just guide the conversation in a way that like people like, we had so many people that wanted to watch the John Meadows one. And it, it, to me, it was like, if I was a normal consumer, like, like, like six years ago, 
what is the conversation Ben would want to have with John Meadows? Yep. And I want to provide that because yep. that way when you watch it, you're like, man, this is really cool. I feel like I'm talking to him. You know, like I, I can appreciate this conversation. I, I, a lot of times when I hear the, the Q and A's, it's very cool. Cause it's like, there's a launch happening and I need to know these things about it. But what I am proud of with the SERS is that if you listen to it, it I, I honestly believe that it's like a conversation that you could just like be a fly on the wall for and really mm-hmm. appreciate. Yeah. And the live factor makes it even more fun. Well, I mean, you got you guys in general, like, you know, T- TNS and his unique uh, approach to, to everything. I mean, I, I, uh, I have their, their was enjoy the ride. Like oh, yeah. uh, I bought, I bought the llama corn. It, did not make it to me and so jacob sent me llama corn and the margarita flavor and i've been they're 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 amazing um yeah. you know hands down and i'm like okay well like maybe maybe we need to do a little bit better on our yeah. uh, screen formulation um but uh but nonetheless like it in justin of course is like constantly answering all the questions in the world like i mean the fact that that guy spends so much time like answering questions online for people is like holy shit if you have any question just go follow the supplement snoop and just ask mm-hmm. he's, he's gonna answer you like immediately right like i gained a huge appreciation for that when i started doing it yeah massive massive resource you know and it's and for both of you guys it's it's providing tons so oh, i kind of yeah. want to take the approach on that um with asking some husky boy questions so absolutely being a fat kid growing up, my introduction to the sports nutrition world was hydroxycut. <laughs> and I'm not alone in this. Yeah. Right? Like most people that I've, you know, grew up with or talked to um, that are within the realm of being bigger all started with hydroxycut um, <laughs> because that's what we saw on TV, on ESPN or whatever. And we went to our GNCs and we bought it and we had heart, heart palpitations on the treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> the, the well, that was the first like so, influencer marketing fat burner too. Yeah. And so I want I really want you to, to kind of paint a picture on, you know, fat burners in general in the industry what what they can be used for in helping mitigate like or helping individuals lose weight or and what they are absolutely not which is a you take this pill and you're going to get you're going to lose weight like that right. is not the case but how can you use gdas how can you use fat burners to benefit you on a weight loss journey knowing full well nutrition is going to be the number one thing right well you already set it up really well because we already, if we know that nutrition is number one, then like, don't even this, this, yeah, we don't even need to answer this question. You have to be like, I hate doing fat burner stuff because it's so subjective. And so much of it is like, I took this fat burner. It made me feel like I had more energy. It made me sweat a little bit more. And I feel like I'm expending more. Now there are a few outliers to that, but like, I want to set the, like the, the ceiling really obviously here. The most you can increase your fat burning with anything that's legal yep. is about seven percent right so if it's if it's all about calories in calories out you know and and your tdee is what like two thousand yeah you increase that by seven percent yeah what is that that's 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 nothing it's nothing yeah and you need a deficit of about like 500 calories to burn about a pound of fat a week yep now we're talking about what is that like 14 calories difference? Yeah. It's, you know, it's nothing. 
It's nothing. Now, there may be other benefits, like uh, browning of fat to make it a little more useful for energy, like grains of paradise. Um, Beba, a very new promising Say say that again. You said browning of fat. Yeah, there's white adipose tissue and brown, and brown is more... Someone's going to watch this and going to fact check me on this, and I'm going to be really screwed. I'm not the fat-burning guy. But fat-burning... I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, brown fat is just much more likely to be used for energy, okay. whereas white will be more long-term uh, usage. It's like the yeah. it's like the last stuff to go. Yeah, yeah. And really, like at the end of the day, I take a very Lane Norton approach to all of this. Is like, it's going to burn eventually. Like yeah. if you just if you get in a caloric deficit and you just stick to it it's all going to come off. And when people are like, I get these customers that come to me and they're like, yeah, but if I take this unique combination of ingredients, I can burn it like 1% faster. I'm like, yeah, you could. Like, it's yeah. not really going to, because I also think that like the people who are worried about that kind of stuff are not dieting to the point where that 1% even matters. Yeah. Right, like yeah. you're already twenty percent behind because you eat sushi and Chinese food every night, yeah. you know. Like, so that one percent really isn't doing much in the face of that caloric intake you're having. So, there are a few ingredients that can help, but even if you are taking those all in a perfect storm, it's not going to make a night and day difference, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think that. It can be helpful. I think that a lot of it is subjective and personal. Yep. Um, listen, I take burn away from like a pro before I do my, I was, my fast I was cardio. I ask you about burn away because that's, that's the hot one right now. Yeah. Uh, now, to be fair, the, the thyroid ingredient, I can't remember how it's pronounced, is like pro hormones or the testosterone, like as that is to like T3. Okay. So I got blood work done on it and my thyroid was like a hamster on a hamster wheel, like just oh. like screaming, which makes sense because I was losing a lot of fat on it. But that's, you know, that, that's an outlier there. If we're looking at normal hydroxy cut type fat burners, yeah. we're not talking about the same kind of stuff here. You know, there's, there's a different echelon of ingredients that we can get to with like Glaxon's thermal yep. or their slice. Um, superhuman burn which by the way you know i i took slice um at the start of quarantine um because i want it because i my when i'm at home it's easy for me to snack and so i wanted yeah. something that would help suppress my appetite but that shit made my skin burn well like, joey loves his niacin then yeah like i would touch my face and it would just be oh yeah red like neck and yeah joe he i mean he takes a shit takes of it. like two grams of it every morning and takes a cold shower or no i think he takes a hot shower that's crazy i would have to take a cold shower <laughs> um so yeah there there's another echelon to it where it can help but all of that stuff doesn't matter if you're not dieting yeah, you know, it's just and, like and you're, you're me, like um, you know, I 
I've all, I've known this about fat burners for a, a pretty pretty substantial amount of time. I wouldn't say I, I knew this in in college or even you know I would say four or five years ago. Um, but now I, I understand it, and I use them for specific placebo purposes, right? Like mm-hmm. I feel like I am having a better workout when I sweat more. Mm-hmm. If I could take something that makes me sweat more then I feel more accomplished in my workout. <laughs> um, and it's, it's just, it's one of those things where um, you kind of, it might be like an endorphin release or something where you're sweating, you feel like you, you did a good workout. So then you want to get back and get that same kind of feeling the next day. And it just starts this cycle when I, when I kick, when I hit a fat burner. Right. And that, and that's all, that's just, me from a personal standpoint, I know they're not doing anything to burn fat for me. I don't think that they're suppressing my appetite at all. Um, but what it will do is make me sweat and it gives me the gratification of that was a good workout. You can do the same thing tomorrow. And that's, yeah. You know, it's like when you, uh, you like race cars, there's like pole position where you start right? and, and like the, the more talented, like the guys with better driving records and the whatever, start at the beginning of the pack whereas newer people might start in the back of the pack yep. does the difference in the pack really matter yeah yep. you know so it's like if you ask me do fat burners burn fat more like i'm like the good ones yeah but for most people it's not gonna you're not gonna see that much of a difference yep. you know um like as an athlete that really like fluctuates a lot in body weight i dropped from 275 to 245 this year and back up to 270 like the fat burning did it did help yeah but i could have done it without it yeah you know what i mean i think that's hard for a lot of people to grasp is like it's not make or break but it does do something so let's let's kind of let's segue into that a little bit too right like for me without trying i can gain weight real fast for you do you, do you have like when you dropped from 270 to 245 was it that hard for you or if you didn't if you did nothing would you go down to 200 probably yeah quickly? if i didn't actively eat yeah i would drop but here's the thing when I, like i'm a stressful non-eater like when i get oh. stressed i don't eat when i get Opposites. when i yes yes <laughs> i don't believe and i don't mean to put you know to to you know uh discredit husky boy nation i don't believe in body types i don't believe in ectomorphs and endomorphs but i do think that psychologically there are things at play you know that affect your weight via your lifestyle yeah so when i get stressed out i put off eating you know all that all that sorts of stuff um but i also have a tendency to be up more i I walk my dog and stuff i don't have a sedentary lifestyle so it's also harder for me to put on weight yeah um you know, I, I work out like six days a week because I want to. Yep. So it's hard for me to put on weight because of that. I have to actively eat. And the second I stop, like I hit 270 a couple weeks ago, and then I let off the gas a little bit because I had some work going on, and I dropped back down to like 264, uh, and I had to eat back up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like for for like guys in 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 my realm, it's just like, well, fuck. And I'm sure like for <laughs> for you, and like because there's 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 people I know that are quote unquote, hard gainers, right? It, they have to actively work really hard to yeah. eat enough food to gain weight. Like um, they look at me and like, well, you can put on 10 pounds in like three days. I'm like, yeah, easily yeah. With, without yeah. even trying. Um, and, and, and it's funny, um, you know, I, 
I don't necessarily believe in the, in the body type as well. Um, but there, I think there's, maybe it's lifestyle or maybe it's, maybe it's a, it's a, it's lifestyle of time, right? Mm -hmm. Where over time, based off of how you've eaten your entirety of your life, what, what bad and good habits you've created sets you up to be one or the other long-term. Right. right? And I, and I, you know, I, I fear for the day that, you know, my knees go out and I have a hard time moving Yeah. because I, I hope to God, 70 year old Darren is one still around, but two, just not just a fat fucking slob. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of other things at play like lifestyle, um, your mental state. I think there's, there's this really cool concept of epigenetics, which I'm not yeah. sure if you're familiar with, but that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty cool. There's this idea that different parts of your genome can be flipped on and off depending on how you live your life. Um, which really still isn't understood at all, but it's an interesting topic to think about. There's a lot of stuff out there that could be affecting your weight gain or loss, but when it really comes down to it, most of it, and I think you proved this over the last couple of months when you lost that weight, yep. it's just caloric intake versus caloric expenditure. That was it. Um, it ramped I, up when I started doing cardio, for sure. Like when I started running, sure. melted. For sure. No. Mike and I argue a lot over like, is he's all about keto, keto carnivore. Right. Um, and he has some compelling arguments for probably people like yourself who cal- calories in calories out doesn't really always, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just that it's not a viable option for a lot of people because it, it, his example, which is, albeit is extreme, basically talks about like, if you're addicted to cocaine, do you limit your cocaine intake? Or do you stop taking it, yeah. right? And so you have you have wants to eat sugar or whatever you know your trigger is. Do you limit that, or you just stop eating it at all? Yeah, I know myself. If I stop eating carbs altogether, I'm going to binge even worse. I I'm gonna be a fucking asshole. Is yeah. what I'm gonna be. The last like my wife was like, "This is the best cut like you've ever done." Usually, you turn into such like a, a dick. Like, because I'm just not happy because I'm not eating. And because I was eating, I was eating rice every day with my meals. Mm-hmm. And then the last week I cut like carbs out completely. And she goes, this is too fucking much. Like you are such a dick. And I'm like, clearly like there's a way for me to balance. So I was still losing weight. Um, but I did like a hard, I, I don't know if I told anyone this, but I, I, I sodium loaded and I water loaded. Oh, nice. Like, just cut out every ounce of water in my body um, to get to that 15 pound loss in 30 day mark. Um, I still Dude, I love lost doing the fucking that. competition. I think I look good, but someone said it was just, he just trimmed his hair and got a tan. Oh yeah. But I don't think so. I think, yeah, I you know, I, I posted my 30 pound transformation and everyone wanted to just talk about the fact that I shaved myself. <laughs> When you get thinner, you have to shave yourself. Yeah, you have to. You, you have aren't going to see my abs with hair on them. My wife is always asking, like, why do you, when you like lose weight, why do you trim? I'm like, so I can see my progress better. Like, yeah. I, ha- I have to. Plus, if you lose five pounds, but then you shave, you lose like seven pounds. Oh, hands Not down. of actual weight, but you just look like you did. So listen up, everyone. Instead of taking those fat burners, just trim your hair because it's a better weight loss. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Um, so one question I have for you is cause I always found this really interesting. Um, 
was like in the hard gainer area, like in high school, like I, I had friends that were basketball players, like six, five, super skinny. And my friend Joe, you know, got really into the gym, really into like eating. I mean, that guy was, he was housing food and he would, he would, he would literally try and drink a gallon of milk a day. Yeah, I did it. Or, did you, have you I done the gallon? Have you done the milk thing? Like I've done the milk seems thing. to be a thing. I still have, um, I still have a put like a part of it. Like when I get really hardcore into yeah. like, I need to get fucking big. Um, I'll drink a half a gallon of chocolate milk every day. Oh my God. It's insane. It's like, like post, it's post workout or just like whenever I'll just drink it. I'll just finish it by the end of the day. Like I can, like I could like, like if I, if it's this, if this is like where my mental state gets really unhealthy. Like, cause like, I constantly throughout the day, I'm like, have I eaten enough? Have I eaten enough? Have I eaten enough? And if I'm like not absolutely full, I'm like, I'm not doing my job. I stress out so bad about this. Cause it's like, I don't know. I, t- I take this way too seriously when I get really into it. But like, I, I, like I'll say like, you know, I'm a professional powerlifter. Like I've, I've put up a pro total. So like, I think I'm allowed to stress over it a little bit, you know? And so like at the end of the day, if I like, if I like really don't feel like I've done my job, I'll literally go to the store, get a half a gallon of chocolate milk, and stand in my kitchen shirtless, drinking the whole fucking thing. Like I will finish it before I go to bed, and I will wake up at night like burping, and like I'm just, like I will lay down in pain because my stomach is so full of liquid. But like, dude, it works. So it works. That, that is your. This, I usually have a section on here, a segment called Husky Boy Tendencies. That tendency. is your Husky Boy tendency. Is that chocolate yeah. milk chug? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's like it's one of the things that like, I just don't get tired of drinking it, I guess. Yeah. So it's just perfect for me. Cause it has a lot of, a lot of calories. Um, but I can assimilate it pretty well, apparently. See, dude, one thing that you probably will never understand, um, is hiding what you eat. Yeah. Like I I'm married to a, to a, to a woman that is either vegan or vegetarian. Most days always eats like fresh, does meditation and I'm like, if I'm like, she makes a batch of cookies, I'm like binging. She'll walk out of the room. I'll go shove two in my mouth real quick. She'll be like, where are the cookies? I'm like, oh, Lily ate, Lily ate them. You know, like I'm, I'm a closet, like just. I get it. I get it. (laughs) No, I totally get it because people are like, man, you lift so much weight. You must be so healthy. Like I'm not fucking healthy. I just really like being big and strong. And like, dude, my, my ex is like all about like mental health and yoga and meditation. And she'd meal prep all these cute little meals that had like five grains of rice in them. And like, and I'm over here, like walking in from Wendy's with two Baconators and like a large fries and a baked potato with cheese and bacon on it. And like other people are like, running outside in the sun and super happy about it and i'm driving to the gym blasting the most angry music i can find because like dude <laughs> when i compete and i find a picture of this my sister's a photographer and she would take pictures of me at these meets and like when i like on your third attempt so it's like it's like like go or like don't you know like, it's, it's like, like either you're gonna burst the hemorrhoid or yeah 
Like, yeah. you're going to die. <laughs> so I would like sit. They had these chairs like outside the platform. And I would sit with my headphones on and I would just stare at the weight. And I would think about like all the times I got made fun of in high school. I think about like, like, like my ex that dumped me in college or like that girl that cheated on me. Like, I think about like the most horrible fucking things. And my mom used to come to my competitions and she doesn't anymore. You see, like, you look so angry. I'm like, I am. I am. I, I absolutely am. Yeah. Uh, it's the whole thing. Is, I, I love it. I enjoy everything I do, but like, it might not look like it on the outside. Dude, um, I, I, I'm, I love powerlifting. Like, I, I, I truly do. Um, and I, I've only done one meet, like, as, as a competitor at all. Um, but it's, and, and I tell, I tell the Husky, Husky boys ask me like, how should I get started? And for me, I always tell them like, well, if you're anything like me, you're really going to love powerlifting. Yeah. And it's one of the only sports in, in my opinion that like, there's a tangible bar where you can see progress. Yeah. And the more you work, the more you can actually physically see the progress and the numbers that you're mm -hmm. lifting. And there's not really too many sports out there that can do that. Like you can have a, you can play a good round of basketball or a bad round of basketball. It's a little subjective or you can, you know, I mean, I get sort of maybe CrossFit, like you could do the same workout for time and see that you get better, but like it's quantitative that shit. Um, but like really it's, I think that's the, that's the best thing that you could do. And, and also from like what you said, like many people that I believe that, eat their feelings or live in this lifestyle of depression and, you know, kind of self-hate, right? Like if you're fat, mm -hmm. like we, we live in a world where, I mean, you probably didn't like how you looked in the mirror. Like, well, I still don't like how I look. I'm really honest with you. Like a lot of days, like I wake up, look at me. I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like yeah. this. My, my I wife tells me I have body dysmorphia, you know? Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and it's something I'm working on too is like, I've, and part of the reason I even launched Husky Boy was like, this is also going to be super therapeutic for me to try and help other people like find the, the ways to like love themselves as I try and find that way too. Like mm -hmm. um, I was pretty hard on myself for falling off the wagon the last couple of weeks, but it's, shit's been crazy stressful. Um, so, but nonetheless, you know, how, how did you even get into powerlifting? Like from a newbie, you know, what, what made you decide like, Oh, I'm going to go pick up a bar. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a string bean. I think yeah. I'm going to get in the powerlifting. It's really funny. Like I just uh, loved working out. I've, tr I've eventually transferred from P90X to going to the actual gym. Yeah. Um, and I just always wanted to pour more weight on the bar. Like I was an 18 year old guy. Like what else yeah. do you want to do? You know, like, you, of course you want big muscles, you want girls to stare at you and you want to lift big weights, right. Yeah. Or whatever preferred gender you want to look at you. And I uh, I just got really into like squat, bench, deadlift, mostly bench and deadlift. Yep. And I had a couple friends that were running a meet at this dingy, tiny little gym in Bayo, New Jersey called Skiba's, which is like, it's really cool. Skiba is Henri Skiba is the owner and he's an ex like West Side guy. Uh, he's like a... He's a special education teacher in Bayonne. And Bayonne, like my uncle says that if the world needed an enema, Bayonne would be the insertion point. <laughs> like it's, uh, it's right next to the port in Newark. Like it is yeah, yeah. horrible. And so this guy literally just like goes outside and grabs kids in the street and puts them in the gym, makes them work out. Like instead of them going and being in gags and shit, yep. getting in trouble, he makes them lift weights and it really works. 
Um, but like, I like to deadlift barefoot. You can't do yeah. that there because you'll get like metal splinters. Like <laughs> it happened multiple times. Like it's like it's not clean. I, I don't need it to be clean, but like yeah. just so everyone can get an idea of what this place is like. My friends were training here. Um, and they were like, Ben, we're doing a meet in eight weeks. We signed you up for it. If you don't like come to it, like you're not our friend anymore. And so it's like, I didn't, I thought competing was dumb because it was like, I don't need the, uh, I don't know. I don't need, I don't need other people to approve of it. I don't need yeah. that whole thing. And I thought like wearing the singlet was dumb. Yeah. I thought like lifting in front of other people was dumb. And, uh, I did pretty good that day and it felt good. It felt really good to do that. But what I loved the most out of it was there was a guy there named Constantine who was actually um, a world's strongest member, world's strongest man competitor. Now he's like on the top stage and he was in the States for a couple of weeks and he was training at the gym and he competed in exhibition just to, you know, be like a guy there that other people would come see it pulled people to the gym and he pulled 925 pounds at the end of the day. And, um, it was really shitty. They didn't do flights. Like they just went like heaviest, lightest to heaviest. And they like pulled everything off the bar into the next attempt. So he pulled his second attempt was 925 and they pulled all the weight off the bar and they put 275 on it for a 14 year old kid. And it was a really funny transition. You know, you imagine like this guy like fucking rips almost a thousand pounds off the ground. Everyone is screaming. Then they put 275 on it for this 14 year old kid. (laughs) And he pulls it and cries because he gets it. And everyone screamed even louder for that kid. And that was it for me. That was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Like this is, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. You know, like it was like, like seeing him. Like, I understood the approval thing of other people all of a sudden. For sure. I, I got it. And then I got the bug, and I got unhealthily competitive about this. And now I squat 700 pounds and my back hurts all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. There's, there's this really funny podcast. I don't, I'm, I don't know if you know Jim Wendler, the maker of Wendler 531. I know Wendler. But, so, like, he, he did a podcast a long time ago with Barbell Shrugged, which is a big CrossFit mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. But he had Matt Vincent on it before Matt Vincent was popular. I know yeah. you're a fan of Hate Brand. Like, this was before Hate was a thing. He was still fat. He was still, like... Fat owl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there, it was funny because Matt talks about it. He was like, man, like, growing up, like, my, my dad was like, you'll never be strong. You'll never be big. He's like... I sure showed him my back just hurts all the time now. And that's like how I feel about it. It's like, I proved all these people wrong. All these people told me like, dude, you're skinny. Like you're never going to be strong. It's like, I had to prove all of these people wrong, but I'm probably going to need a hip replacement at 50. Yeah. <laughs> but it was worth it. It was 100% worth it. Well, that, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. Cause I mean, you, you put up some heavy weight. I just saw, you know, you post this morning from training and I was just like, shit, you know, knee wraps under heavy, heavy, heavy weight. And I'm just like, well, shit, like, you know, one of the reasons I, I'm, I can't continue training as hard is because I freaking always get injured. Like my mm-hmm. low back always like slips out on me. And it's just like, I need to find the, you, you got to find the things that make you happy, of course. So I, I, I do it less frequently, but and test myself. But like, how do how, like, are you doing anything for like mobility, stretching? Like, is it, or do you just like, are you like the, 
the the power lifters that just like i'm gonna fucking hit it i don't care what happens to my body and then i'm gonna come back i'm gonna sleep and then i'm gonna go do it again tomorrow there's like a cert i, I did you watch my story yesterday i was like sometimes as a power lifter you have to make these really calculated horrible decisions yeah and like there's a decent amount of it that's just a dumb idea that like like there's always like a little tiny thought in the back of my head as i'm getting under the bar like i could die this could go like, bad this could go could really go bad. badly um and the ironic thing about the whole thing is the only time anything has ever gone wrong for me in the gym is squatting two plates yep same like i went down and lost my balance and fell with two plates and everyone never lets me live it down because like i was 700 pound squatter i just lost my i just lost my balance like did you go backwards yeah i literally like was down and i was like oh and my spotter my training partner derek the owner of the gym just walked away he's like i'm not helping you with that like, I'm, not, I'm not fucking helping you with two plates like if you if you if you want help fall with six plates like i'm not helping you with that that's hilarious. that was fair it was fair, but I, I think there's, I don't know, there's, there's definitely a middle ground. Like I, I tell my friends when I'm going to do something, like I told them all this week, the gym opens up today. Yeah. So awesome. I, I definitely wasn't working out when it was closed. So I was like, Hey, the morning the gym opens up, I'm going to go do something stupid. I'm going to do something really dumb. And uh, they all knew, you know, I, I have yeah. spotters and stuff. I got people there, but there's only so much you can do to prevent it. No. So like my right knee hurts every here and there. Yeah. And when it hurts, I don't do things on it. You know, like I, I had a back problem a couple weeks ago. I went to my acupuncturist for it. Um, I have a stim unit. I have a massage gun. I have cups. Like I do what I can. Do you do and like, that, do you do any like the ice bath or sauna? I don't believe in ice. To be honest with you. Okay. A lot of the ice stuff has been pretty disproven. Okay. Um, I only use ice like if I seriously injure myself. But the inflammation that ice would disperse is something you kind of really need at that point when you hurt yeah. yourself. Yeah. So I don't do any of the ice stuff. Sometimes I do cold showers, which just because it like feels good, it wakes me yeah. up. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, I, that's one. That's one thing I'm trying to add to my repertoire is a sauna, especially yeah. for the summer. Um, or sorry for the winter here because we're going to be locked in our homes again. I'm pretty confident. Um, we'll just go over to Chris Gethin's house. Yeah, and he's got a clear. That's, that's clear where light. you can actually get uh, an enema, coffee enema. If you, if you want I love enema. Chris. I, I can't say anything bad about him, but oh my god, when his he videographer those, is moving across the street from me, we're going to be neighbors. Nick. Yeah, Nicole. Dude, when he posts the um. When he posts the coffee enemas, I'm just like, <laughs> you posted that online. Like, yeah. everyone knows where that's going. <laughs> yeah. He, he wants people to know. I he also, I'm just like, who, who was the first person that thought, what if we shove this coffee up our butts? Like, I understand the health benefits of the water. Was it layered? I don't know. But coffee, dude, like coffee, like, oh. It's like it's it's level. in the same realm as like you know kids shoving vodka or alcohol tampons up their ass you know yeah. it's in the same realm I guess um no that's crazy so all right what I want to do now is I want you to address the husky boy nation from the the prospect of a skinny guy like 
I want you, I want you to give the ultimate Husky nation pep talk from a skinny guy to a Husky guy. I like what it comes down to me. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a premise. I don't think that fat shaming or body shaming is a bad thing. Right. So my absolute, like, like I, I'm not, a, I'm not like a long pep talk kind of guy. I was, my, my absolute statement would be like, you know, nothing's going to happen unless you do it yourself. Boom. Right. So people do think you're fat. Right. So what are you going to do about it? You know, like, are, are, like, are, you, are you just going to stand there about it? Are you know, like, what are you, what are you, you have to do something. Right. So right. there's a lot of information out there. Where do they go? Where do they go, Ben? If Literally you just Google game, it. Where would you go? I'd go to the gym. <laughs> I'd lift some weights. I'd start, I'd find out what you enjoy. You know, like, is it cardio? Because, like, I'm a, I'm a weightlifter, but, like, for some people, my dad loves riding his bicycle. Like, he, yeah. he'll ride, like, 30 miles, Same. right? Yeah. Find out what you love and just do a lot of it. Yep. And in the process of finding that passion or love, you got to start to learn. You know, follow me, follow Justin Hall, follow anyone. There's so much information in 2020. There's yep. too much information. There's bad information out there. You know, yeah. you have to get out there, watch some videos, read some articles. Like, you have no excuses in 2020. Like, this is really the honest truth. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know. For me, I think that body shaming is a really good thing because it is incredibly honest. Right? Like, I think that you probably could benefit from hearing the truth of what people really think about the way that you look. I think that's, that's probably one of the biggest qualms I have with, like, everything that's going on in the world is, like, no one's talking about health. Like, yeah. at all. Like, at all. Like, not one person in charge that's, by the way, your New Jersey gym that's been closed down forever, like, not, they never talked about the benefits yeah. of health. Like, I'm surprised it's even opening at this point. Um, I don't know if this is a global concept, but around Jersey, we have all these like neighborhood watch groups on Facebook. Yeah. It's hilarious. So funny. I go in here and I troll all these like middle-class white moms. And, but it's like half of them are like, I can't believe you're not wearing a mask out. I can't believe you're not wearing a mask around all these people. I'm like, well, I'm healthy and fit and I don't need to because even if I do get it, there's a 99.94 chance that I'm going to be fine. Yeah. And if you weren't fat, you'd probably feel the same way. <laughs> right. And I'm not even talking about like Husky. Like I think like, I think for yeah. the, for the most part, most of the Husky boy nation are probably pretty healthy still. Like your yeah. blood markers are probably fine. You probably want to lose a little bit of that like tire. Yeah. You know, but yeah. like most of that is pretty cosmetic. And I'll say, I'll be the first one to say like, I get pretty Husky. Like I'm cool with it. Um, and I, in my, uh, in my experience, like more women are open to like bigger dudes that like that whole, like early 2000, early 2010s thing of like Zach Efron. I'm pretty sure that's over. It's done. I'm pretty sure that's done. Cause even Zach Efron's bulking now. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're skinny, no one's going to trust you. Yeah. But like <laughs> you ever go to the Arnold? Yeah. So like the strongman competition at the end of the, the day, like everyone's there watching that no one's like he's fat like they're like wow he's actually very large dude the fact that like you know thor bjornson and and ed like the fact that they're so big and like you can see eddie hall's abs yeah for me is just like mind like mind-blowing yeah uh, i've never stood next to the only 
strongman I've stood next to was Brian Shaw. I met him uh, a couple of years back. Oddly enough, it was uh, the first CrossFit competition I did. Um, oh, wow. He was, he was, for some reason, in Davenport, Iowa. Um, and they got him to come to this thing. And I'm like, what the hell is Brian Shaw doing in this small-ass town? Like, and so I have a picture with, with me and Brian Shaw after I, I won the scaled division, of course. Um, oh. But, yeah. The, the sheer scale of those men. Like, dude, I'm six foot four. Like, I never look up to anyone. Yeah. These guys are like 6'10". You grab their hand and it like envelops your hand. Like I got tiny hands as is. Uh, like, oh, dude, I have huge hands. You think Trump has small hands? You haven't, <laughs> you haven't seen my hand. I got tiny hands. <laughs> dude, you shake these guys' hands. You're like, this is not, this is not human. It's actually, I don't, are you a big stand-up fan? Yeah, I love stand-up. You seen Joe Rogan's Triggered? Not yet, no. Okay, he has this Triggered Netflix special. You have to watch it tonight. <laughs> You will love it because you're like pretty similar to me. But he talks about like sexism and how like women get pissed off that guys think women can't do all the things guys can do. And he's like, yeah. it's totally fine because I don't think that guys can do all the things that other guys can do. He's like, and I know this because when I was on Fear Factor, I stood next to Shaq and his dick is where my face is. And he's like, I'd be the wrong person to guard the White House from a Shaq attack. That's just, that's just how it is, right? And you look at some of these humans, you're like, who made you? Like, who birthed Brian Shaw? Yeah, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and I'm pretty sure his kid is, like, already a tank. Yeah. Right? Like His, his kid's probably larger than us. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, it's nuts, these guys. Um, so, before we, before we kind of sign off, I know you got a whole bunch of content to produce today and probably getting ready for another SIR. And when does your lift box come out again? The 20th, it shifts. So in three days, you can still sign up for it. Um, I already bought it. Yeah. Well, you had to. You had had to. to. I'm so excited about this one. I I did such a cool – I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I did a really fun thing for them for this um, by putting in two exclusives in it. You get the Ghost Energy, which you cannot get anywhere else yet. Yeah. Muscle Foods, I actually heard, is a back order of them already, which is the distributor of them, which is incredible. Wait, wait, wait. And Muscle Foods is going to distribute it? It's one of the distributors. Yes. There you go. They're, they do all of my RTD shipping for VDS. Oh. Oh. Did you just get around this whole thing? I think I did. <laughs> but if they're back ordered, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then I also uh, got Glaxon to put in a new version of one of their supplements. The V2? So it's a V2. The plasma? Um, yeah. I don't know if we were able to talk about that. Yeah. The new plasma surge. Is, I mean, maybe, maybe this gets 50 views. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, posted, I posted my beta to my, my story, so it's not a huge deal. But um, I got them to produce samples ahead of time. And that's the only place you can get that yet either so it's pretty cool it's I'm, I'm excited for it i really am um and how many flavors flavor options is uh ghost energy gonna have it's random but will they have like do they have three or four ready for the market i know it's gonna be random but oh for lift box or for normal just in general how many flavors are they oh in general with? i want to see like six whoa for launch that's sick that's awesome yeah 
I'm trying they're gonna, to think of they're what gonna I do really well. They're gonna they're, do really well. I can say there's gonna be multiple authentic labs in it, but multiple not authentic labs in it as well. Okay. So there's gonna be like ghost flavors, and then there's gonna be like the flavors that you know that they already have for other things. Okay. Which is just so cool. It's is, it like Well, if if they have warheads in there, game over. <laughs> like that's gonna be they, great. They have I think it's a I think it's like a fifty fifty split, authentic okay. and non authentic. Three and three. But cool. it's what's even funny is like like the non authentic ones like are really citrus. good. Yeah, like the citrus one. Uh there's like one it's it they one's kinda like supposed to be like kinda like Mountain Dew. Can't say it's Mountain Dew, but it's yeah. like Mountain Dew, right? They can't say it's Mountain Dew. I can say it's Mountain Dew. Uh, there's so much. I mean, I, it's so hard to not say like Ghost is doing so much cool shit because like they are. Yeah. I hate being repetitive. Like I already said that last year. And everyone they're says probably, I'm biased. They're probably going to win brand of the year this year. Depends. Depends. Speaking <laughs> of brands of the year, do you want to talk about the BB You want to talk about it? Oh, BB Com Awards? I'll talk about it. All right. So is that bad for you? <laughs> I don't think anyone from BBCom watches this, but I mean, <laughs> it's I, it's you know I, I'd love to get your your take. I mean, just your your raw authentic take on it. You know, I think I think there's there's a further conversation that's probably completely separate from Husky Boy and just me working in the industry of you know how do we how do we work together to you know not allow you know legacy. Uh, brands to even get these nominations anymore yes. in my opinion like just well they could start by listening no, to me but yes or no or do you think uh c4 should be a pre-workout of the year no well when did clear evolution come out that was last year that was january it was for their birthday in january at the end of january of last year okay so let me be fair here i'm looking at the page right now if clear evolution not not dynasty clear evolution yeah, yeah. was on the pre-workout nominations i'd be okay with that yeah i'm being really completely honest i'd be okay with that because it was a major change in the industry that cellucor went transparent which when yeah. i was traveling the world teaching gnc managers i literally would name drop it and joke like cellucor is never fucking going transparent yeah it's just not and they did. And I've had to eat my words. And that's why I did a lot of promotion for it. Because I thought that was cool. You know what else should not be in pre-workout of the year? Pre-gym. Pre-gym should not be in there. You're you know okay what? with caged. Caged isn't in here. It's not? No. It's gym, superhuman, C4. And the worst one of them is NeuroCore from pre-workout, from uh, muscle tech. Wait, when did this come out? When did Neurocore come out? Like Neurocore came out oh. in like 2008. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. Uh, like, there's 1.5 grams of citrulline okay. in here. So if we had it our way, what would be the four based off our, our listing? Oh, this is hard because I don't keep up with your listings a lot, but I would have um, I'll tell you. Superhuman would be for on sure. there for sure. Crushing. I, I would be cool with C4... Um, clear just because that's a development in the industry um i would put um you have inspired right devastate, should devastate worldwide wide should be on here um 
I don't know if I would put that overall on my channel, but for your channel, 100%. Um, if we're going for four here, um, Core's new Fury is on here, right? We have Core Fury. No, 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 we don't. We only have Core Pump. I checked. Oh, never mind. Core, Core Fury should be on here if you had it, but I'm guessing maybe the Pregnenolone wasn't cool or something. I don't know why that wouldn't be cool. Did that, did that get, is that on a list? Cause I used to buy, I used to buy that single ingredient from BB, but we discontinued it. Well, that would kind of tell me that. I mean, a it was a slow mover. Not many uh, people know that much about that ingredient still. I would be, I would be surprised if you guys put Kamo, uh, or, um, scream on there. Cause you guys re-released it. I, I wouldn't hate it if you put it on there. By the way, your own brand. we'll have to give you some new the new flavors. I think we dialed down the tea green. Um, new flavors are a lot better. I'm looking at the front of your pre-workout page. Um, it's, I'm surprised you don't have anything more lifestyle on here. Hmm. Okay. Brand of lifestyle? you. OL? I mean, OL I mean lifestyle? That, I mean that I get ads for you guys for this product all the time, so you're clearly putting ad yeah, spend a, into it. And I'll be honest, like that product isn't bad. Like it's actually, no. it's a solid product. No, absolutely not bad. That's why I'm surprised it's, it's not on the, the brand because you guys put a lot of promotional money into it. Yeah, um, I don't know where that relationship is. I haven't, I haven't caught up with them in a long, long time. All right, so brand of the year, Jim, no. I just, I'm sorry. Like, I, don't, I don't mean to like bring my, my shit with Jim back into it, but like what did he do in 2020? New flavors. New flavors. I will give him credit. I'm going to give Jim Stepani credit here. Probably not even Jim. It's probably his wow. team. We're, we're, I'm going to have to cut this. You can cut this and use it as, as a clip. Uh, he put, uh, what is it, Caloriburn GP mm -hmm. from NNB in his fat burner. In his SS8? Yeah. Hey, Jim, thanks for joining us all in 2018. Grains of Paradise works. Uh <laughs> By the way... I so we still we still have is like we still have shred which I think is one of the only products that has isopropyl synephrine in it that we offer still. You guys offered that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, we might not after I just put it out in public. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, EVL like did a cool thing with Steve Aoki, but like I, I agree. Um, you know, I think EVL is an, uh, to me is it's an entry brand to get people in and it's a decent price point and their flavor is fine, but efficacy wise, like, I'm, yeah, I'm like Mike did a content piece on their BCA energy. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch it, but I was like, Mike, please don't, please be careful what you say here. Cause it has 500 milligrams of carnison. Just leave it out. Wait. If, well, yeah. Why? Even 500 milligrams of beta alanine. Why and they and, and they branded it too? Like why even yeah. pay for it? Just leave it out at that dose, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You guys have to put BBCom signature in the brand of the year because you have to. Yeah. It's fine. It's a must. Uh M fits there. Breakout brand, right? Uh breakout brand, yeah. They were my MVP last year, which basically was breakout. So, so you have, so breakout brand, we have rising labs MFit, alpha lion. And I don't remember the fourth one. Um, <laughs> That's because it's a BPN and yeah, I'm like, I'm okay um, with bear. 
So I'm, I'm okay with it too. I don't, I don't think that they are a bad company at all. Um, they're just, they're very different than I think our, our demo, right? They're, they're more CrossFit. Here's the thing. They have two grams of citrulline in their pre-workout. Yeah. Like Nick bear thinks he's like God's gift to this earth. Like I watched some of his content. I'm like, I don't understand how this guy got famous. Like his pre-workout has two grams of citrulline. in. I absolutely think that it breakout brand of the year because you have to put it all within the scope of BBCom. It's the breakout yeah. brand of BBCom. Yeah. Right. Um, like I won breakout brand in 2018, I think it was. And everyone's like, Nutri has been around since two, uh, 1996. Like they're not breakout brand. Like it's breakout brand of BBCom. BBCom. Yeah. I think it's going to be a pretty hard fight between Alpha Line and MFIT. Yeah. I love my boy Nick Karalekis, but I think that Alpha Line is going to take it if it's based on votes, just because Alpha Line has a lot of really good direct to consumer marketing that they can yeah. call upon. Yep. I love Casey Mitchell. I think he's a really, 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 really cool dude. I don't care for his brand at all. No. I think his I think his stuff is just another influencer brand. I love Casey Mitchell, and I know that I'm probably going to get some DMs off of this if he ever watches this, because he's a really nice guy, but he really likes to yell at people that don't like him. I don't want to say he's not a good person. I just don't think that his products are anything special. Yeah. I, I've, I'll be honest. Like I've, I've tried like some of the stuff that he did um, that is not uh, that we went on board, like necrosis, mm. that thing like fucked me up. Like, <laughs> like he, what he does is he, he loads the shit out of just all the products in the world into some of these and it's super cool. It may, it's not the most necessary thing to do yeah. um, at all, but it's, uh, it's, it's super interesting. Um, uses a lot of uh, KSM um, yeah. in a lot of his formulations and uh, probably one of the most addicting flavors I've ever had in the industry is his uh, wolf's blood. Like from a, from a flavor standpoint, it was actually yeah. something that I, I consumed just like as coffee when I wasn't even working out. Like He's one of the few out. people in the industry that I actually believe actually works on his products himself. Yeah, uh, he does. And, and I, I won't share his method for how he comes up with flavors, but it's, it's fucking genius. <laughs> like he told me, I'm like, that's brilliant. Like it's, it's amazing. Yeah. In brand athlete MVP, like I, I don't consider Jim or Chris to be brand athletes anymore. And I don't think that they did anything interesting in 2020. That was different than what they did in 2019. Yeah. Um, I would ha so like that, just for me like like Chris is like one of my favorite people in the industry but like yeah. if I'm sitting here and saying like what did they do in 2020 I'd have to give it way more to Casey or um, Alpha Lines Troy, Troy. Yeah. Um, Troy like didn't do all that much in 2020 in terms of his like YouTube content like his personal brand content yeah. but Alpha Line did really really well in 2020 so that really gives him a lot in my book yeah I mean they've they've been really great uh Troy's been wonderful at producing content for us um for our YouTube mm -hmm. and a lot of articles and his uh balloon method right that he he right. was coined yeah. um which is interesting and he, he actually came and visited the office and was probably the first person that we filmed in our new gym yeah new I remember that um, but in, in, you know, Casey's just grinding, you know, um, but with Chris and the Geffen team, you know, I mean, you know, like they are more nimble than I've ever seen them yeah. in 
you know, at least me knowing them in the last three or four years. So, dude, I had a call with their team last week, and like, I am so stoked for the second half of 2020. They're moving, they're moving and shaking, dude. Hard. Yeah, which is like those reasons are why I fucking hate talking about brand superlatives in August. <laughs> like, I no. have to give, like, I don't mean to hate on anyone. Like, who, like, the person who I got an argument with about this is going to watch this and know I'm talking to him. He's my friend. So, but, so here's, here's my take on it. And it go, kind of goes back to what we talked about. You are a fan of the industry. Yeah. We are operating in a retail market. What is the slowest sales period in sports nutrition? Oh, yeah. Q3. Yeah. What do you have to do to drive sales? Have fucking branded a Talk about drama and get me to bitch on my story about it. Because <laughs> it's going to send people to your freaking site to look at this. I mean, yeah, you know, like that's, that's it. So that's what I hate about this. <laughs> and, and well, that's, that's the thing. You're playing I've, me. I've talked, I've talked with, you know, our director of category two and like, you know, at some point we, we don't like you, you, you have to change up how you, how you do these, these awards, right? It oh, can't, yeah. we tie in sales because that's a good performance metric um, to say how well something's done. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for, for guys like, you know, Chris from inspired, he's new to our channel. Um, he's not doing much with us in regards of like producing content. Like he, he doesn't have like the relationship that like the muscle techs of the world have had with the, the company and know how things operate. But I feel like it's our duty to be able to come out and say, regardless of sales, these are the best things that we've seen from being yeah. fans of this industry and the products that we believe are going to move us forward in sales in the future. Like that's right. the paradigm that a narrative that I think we need to, to address as opposed to just right. being like, here's a list of the top sellers. Unfortunately, New Yorker, New Yorker is, you know, in our pre-workout of the year. hundred um, percent. Absolutely. But, I totally understand it. Um, I get a lot of hate when I do my top fives. And I'm like, listen, these are my favorite top five things in the category. And uh, I mean, let's let's list the ones that like you and I are missing. Like, we need Axe and Sledge. Like, yeah. you know, we 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 I desperately want. Good them. luck. I know. <laughs> when I message them about, they didn't even answer me, and they're my well, friends. It, it's it'd probably be different if you know we were writing POs, you know, the way that we used to. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a yeah, you kind of have to pay for products when you want pallets of its scent. Um, for sure. For they just sure. did a GNC franchise. Oh, did they? And they they GNC wanted them corporate, and they just held out, held out, held out. They're like, "All right, how about GNC franchise?" Because they got to pay for it. GNC yeah. franchises have to pay for it. They're like, "We could do that." So playing that hard to get is definitely going to work. It, it will, of course, and you know, especially in these times, like these. In my opinion, brands right now have some of the best leverage that they've had in a very long time because direct to consumer you know, could be a better bang for their buck. Well, dude, like but they still, they're still not going to generate the traffic. Bro, bro. Like, listen, what, what does a brand have to gain when the protein of the year, three of them are private labels of yours or at some point were, or have really close relationships with you. Like Wait, who, who are proteins of the year? Tell me, Jim, Signature, EVL, and Dimatize. 
Only two of those are technically like. Exclusive. Didn't you guys have a really close relationship with EVL until recently? No, we. I mean, we used to. Yeah. I heard there was equity shared. I don't know if that's knowledgeable. I don't. Know. <laughs> okay, two of them, right? What does a brand have to gain from joining when they know at the end of the year they're not going to even be shown at all on this list? That's what's tough about it. Like, I agree with what you said the other day when you were like, you get, like brands need to want to like take down the man. But like when the man's sleeping with the brands, like what are you going to do? You know, like, yeah, like, no, I, I totally, I totally get that for sure. You know, it's, and, it's tough. I can't even be on the expert panel anymore. They don't even want me on there. <laughs> I mean, they don't want me on there. <laughs> they, they don't want me on there, but they want me to promote this, you know? Like, so it's tough. Like exclusive. Well, hey, we, didn't put, we didn't put Twinkies on there. You saw that. We didn't. Put I, I saw that. And I thought that was interesting. Um, it's too new. Too new. Exclusive product of the year. EAA Energy. I launched that in 2018. Yeah. And it took two years to get that on here. Well, I, I think we still only offer one skew of muscle matrix. One, vanilla. Yeah. Guys. Muscle Matrix was the protein that took down Jim Stepani. Yeah. Like, what other protein is there to sell? There's I mean, only it's that protein. It's prob- we probably had this, the SKU lineup, but, you know, we have such hardcore gym fans. Like, that's what's up. Yeah. You have creatine of the year. Like, who's coming up with these categories? <laughs> you have both Wait, are testosterone. Are you telling me that all creatines are not created equal? Can we phone in Justin Hall for this? <laughs> Can I phone a friend? I wish. I just want a cold call and be like, Justin, you're on the phone with Darren Decker. We're we're recording. We're going to talk about, what is it, creacolin? We're going to talk about creep here. We're going to talk about um, hydrochloride Hydrochloride. and monohydrate. What is your top? What is the best one to take? You guys have a men's product of the year and a testosterone support product of the year. Like, If I'm a consumer, I'm not even getting to the bottom of this contest. I'm not getting all the way out of the bottom. The last one is most innovative product of the year. What is mainframe? Uh, mainframe is like a nootropic by Method Nutrition. I've never even heard of these guys. Okay, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, Qualia, $118 for a bottle. It's insane. Well, I got their good stuff that was non-compliant that had an ingredient that they use for Alzheimer's patients in Europe. And so that's what I use. That's my stash. (laughs) So, yeah, I I mean, like, it's nice to see Devastate down here on the bottom an innovative product of the year, but. Yeah. So, all right, let's, let's talk about, can we talk about Inspire just a little bit? I was going to say we should talk about Inspire because Inspired's greens should be in the most innovative product of the year. Not because it's the best greens. I don't think it's the best greens, but it was the first greens, which to me, like, it's, it launched that category, and that's innovation. It told everyone, like, yo, make a fucking green. Someone made better ones, but that's innovation to me. No, completely agree. That was, that was one of the ones that I said we need to switch up, and I did not, uh, I did not get it. Um, but <laughs> unfortunately, that's, that's fine. But at, you, you, I don't, maybe I can, I can wait. But I'm, I'm moving back. I don't know if you know this, the brand side of the business to help um, – come up with better partnerships with brands. Wait a second. You just moved from there. Yeah. Now you're moving. Okay. 
right, I'm moving back. With you. Okay, I'm with you now. So I'm moving, I'm moving back to help out with the store team and their brand relationships um, because we, we need to cultivate, we need to cultivate more partnerships like we have with Stepani, right? Like sure. at the end of the day, you know, we need a young, cool brand. I think, I think I told you this. I'm like, I need to call up Chris and yeah, I, I don't know if that was public. Yeah, he I, told I, me like, I was thinking about this before. what kind of fucking canned responses is? How many people did you send this to? Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the funniest stories you ever told me, and that's exactly what Chris would say too. No, with, without a doubt, you know. And um, but I didn't know that he was kind of stepping uh, back and kind of doing other stuff. But um, I'm excited for State of the Union. Um, holy shit! I was gonna say, you know, I could be your next brand. Did you try any of those? Yeah, I had all of them. Well, damn! I should have asked you before I bought the flavor I got. Did you get the LSD? I did. That's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. Good. Good shit. I assumed that was probably a pretty good one. If so. Chris is going to make something called LSD, it's got to be good. Without a doubt. And so I yeah. got that and I, I actually bought the stack. So I bought that with FSU because oh, I love FSU's like my FSU favorite. sour gummies is by far probably my, f- oh, yeah. my favorite um, non-stem pre. Oh, yeah. Um, they're an awesome company. Chris is so cool. You definitely did have, you did miss out on a lot down in South Carolina. It was just, I, but you know what, to be fair, I missed out because Justin went back down like two weeks later and I didn't go. Why didn't, why did he go more business? Just, just because, just because, just because the, the flights down there are like 60 bucks right now. Oh really? Yeah. That's, I, the, I, that's, I, Boise. that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you guys know. should do? This is what you should do. Okay. Get a fucking RV. Drive across the country. I think we're doing this. Content. Stops along the way with brands. Having SIRs. And you'll finish. Probably, you'll finish on the West Coast. Probably. I don't, that's No, that's not where. Who, who would be a West Coast stop that you'd make? Um, probably Muscle Beach and Ron Craig. Oh, yeah. Muscle Beach. I would go for caged muscle, but I don't know if... Uh... Just likes them. Okay. Yeah, that that would be good. Bro, we could fly to Boise for 175 bucks. That is the cheapest I've ever seen a flight to you before. Wait, really? Yeah. Dude, that's crazy cheap. I used to spend like 800 bucks to get there. Oh, easily. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. I flew to South Carolina for 27 dollars. Flights are that cheap right now? Yeah. I yeah. had no idea. This is amazing. That's amazing. The downside is you got to wear a fucking mask the whole time. <laughs> Boo fucking who. You, all right. So here's what here's, here's for us. You're going to get like 75, 80% off a typical round and you can't wear a mask without bitching. But here's, here's for Husky boy nation. Here's what I did. Here's how I fixed this whole thing. What you do is you get to the airport, you wear the mask into the airport and you go buy food, you buy it like in like a bag. Like I, I bought Chick-fil-A and I sat, <laughs> With the bag in my lap and a sandwich on the, the tray in front of me. And I took the mask off. And anytime anyone walked past, I put the sandwich in my mouth and I put it back down. <laughs> so if they see you with your mask on, you're eating and you put it back down. No one said anything to me. Two hour flight. So you're just, you're just eating. Oh my God. Look at, look at this guy. <laughs> just fucking... It's like, are you done? I got to piss. <laughs> so, all right. All right, buddy. We'll, we'll get it going. But Ben. Um, this has been great. Thank you, 
so much. I, I really enjoyed talking to you. I had no idea about the band stuff. Um, I loved hearing about your powerlifting and just your, your plethora of knowledge. I'm super happy to be connected with you and excited for the, what the future holds for, for you and I, for a collaboration standpoint. So absolutely. Absolutely. It's really exciting. Um, I wish you'd been down in South Carolina because it was a weekend where we all kind of realized like, this is going to be a thing. Yeah. You know, like in the industry, this is going to be a thing. Um, and in, in an industry where there's not a lot of guides or set things because yep. right now is a really fun time where anyone can build a brand and just take it off. Yep. There's a, there's, there's this core central core set of people, um, which are just good people, which is important yep. to me. So yeah. all those guys down there, I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know, you know, Jacob, it, probably one of the best things I think I've, I've done for myself and, and outreach is just being a part of the Snoop group. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's a really, like the, the ones that are constantly like having conversations and, and in it, like are like some of the best people like ever. And like, yeah, kudos to Justin. Um, and Prady. He does such a good job with that. It's so funny for me. Cause like, that's like my, it's like what I excel at is that, that that's what I did at niche brow. They got, yeah. I, I brought them for like 200 people, like 3000 people in that group in like a couple months. And, uh, like more than anything, that's what I want to do for for price plow. Yeah. But like, that's Justin's thing, and like I love that spot. And I'm like, I'm I'm leaving that alone. Well, I'm leaving that alone. It's it's yeah, it's pretty cool. I I'm loving this new age of content and supplements. I don't think we've ever had a thing like this before. Um, there's never been this like third party group of thought leaders before, which is just so cool to be yeah. part of. Um, like I said before, I get that imposter syndrome a lot where I'm like, I'm actually doing something really fucking cool here. Yeah. You know, like I look back yeah. at it and I'm like, oh it's, shit. It's interesting. Cause I, I was actually thinking about this the other day. It's like you're insiders, but you're outsiders. Cause you're not part of like the legacy regime. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause you know, I get into these calls with the legacy people. I got a call with I of eight yeah. and they, they watch all my videos. Of course. And I'm like, what? Like I sat with like the senior VPs of GNC and they like knew all of the stuff I posted. And I was like, that's funny. Cause you guys don't comment on any of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, neither, I, I doubt BB does either. Um, no, but like, it's funny. Cause like they'll all discount like what I do. Like none of them want to like say that it's a big deal, but they watch every single one. Well, I mean, to be, to be honest, like before I really, you know, even knew, well, before I knew you, I knew Price Plow. I knew like Ryan. Sure. And I mean, I went to our team and like, why aren't we doing this? Yeah. Like, why aren't we the thought leader? Why aren't we the authority? Regardless of if we carry it or not. Yeah. Like you, either you're going to lead with your best foot forward for the industry, or you're going to lead with, you know, what you sell. And I understand yeah. like at the end of the day, you have to sell, like you, you do. But you could position yourself to be, you know, pretty sought after retail partner if you own that other piece, right? Like yeah. because you own content, people are probably banging down your door for you to, to work with you, right? Like right. that's, yeah. that's the key. It's, it's a, it's. That's why it's so frustrating to me. It's like, yo, like I would fly out to bodybuilding.com in an instant and stand in their gym and talk shit on a camera and lift heavy fucking weights with them. 
and we would make a ball of fucking content. It'd be amazing. Yeah. I'd actually like not curse for it too. Or it'd be really funny with them bleeping out all my words. But so, I mean, you know, I don't know what like, you know, I don't really know what like my, my role is totally going to look like yet. They just kind of sprinkled it towards me. Um, and I'll probably have a better understanding uh, in the, in the weeks to follow. But um, I think at, in those moments, I will have the autonomy to be able to coordinate that with you and have you come out. And, you know, I think I've earned a reputation enough to be able to be the, uh, a face within yeah. the organization. Like it doesn't need to be Tyler from brain gains or jazz, you know, mm-hmm. it can just be me. Like I, I think I help lead the strategy for BB in general. And, um, I think that should be enough. Like you know, there's there BBCom is a very pivotal member in the industry. If you look at all across a lot of different industries, car part industries, there's aftermarket websites that do the same exact thing that BBCom does, and they always have this one guy mm-hmm. in that company that's just he's in the thick of it. He's right in the center of it. He does all the work. He's not an executive because he's not above the work. He's in it. And that guy is always able to be a face in some capacity, right? The, the CEO, when he comes out, he's still elevated huge and stuff like that person in the center needs to be there for a community to be able to point their direction and their questions at something. And that's what I excelled really well at Nutribrow with was I was able to be the face, which eventually caused some tensions because I'm not the CEO, but everyone kind of yeah. put my face with it, right? Yeah. And that's what BBCom lacks so hard right now. And one of the unfortunate parts of all of the content that you guys produce is that you have so many different faces on your channel, but none of them are recurrent. Yep. There's nothing to hold on to and nothing to direct your con- your constant questions to. Yeah. Um, and it's not that you need to come out and be an authority, but there needs to be someone. Yeah. There needs to be... There- and there needs to be some humanity tied to right. us, right? Like, and that's, that's the beautiful part of it. It was just what you said. The humanity of it is like, it's, you have facial expressions, you have emotion, you have answers, you have relativity, you have so much to latch on to. Yeah. And I would bet, I don't know your, your demographics, but I would bet that way more of the consumers are like you than like the athletes that you put on your YouTube channel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's unfortunate yet, yeah, but well, our, our, if you want to get a glimpse of our consumers, just check out whenever we get tagged in barstool posts. Do you what? Have you not seen, like, I would say like we've been tagged in three barstool posts in the last two years. All three of them have been people raging in bodybuilding.com t-shirts, whether it's in the gym or road rage. And <laughs> Mero gets out. <laughs> And it's like, I'm like, oh, here we go. You know, here's our, here's our demo. Just crushing, yeah. crushing the game. Yeah. I don't miss those shirts being everywhere. Those white and blue shirts. White and blue. Oh, God. I mean, we, had, we had a lot of them, you know. I remember my dad being like, where does everyone get these shirts? I'm like, bodybuilding.com. I got to get, I got to get, I'll get these on site. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, I mean, like, I don't know what it would look like, but it doesn't make any sense to me that. Not to toot my own horn, but like I'm like involved with every brand out there. Mm-hmm. Like why why can't I come out to Boise, film some content, hang out, link up, 
create something collaborative between us, you know, I think it would be incredibly helpful. Hey, I'll even be a face for you guys. <laughs> let me let me say this is I think for the first time in a long time they realized what you can do from a viewership standpoint and a traffic driving standpoint. How did I do that? Twinkies. Really? Yeah. I think because of what I did? Well, I think for a long time our our data is in a better position where we can actually tangibly see where some good traffic's coming from. So I did get you guys some traffic. Yeah. That is cool. So that did incredibly well. That video. Yeah. And, and I wasn't lying. If anyone actually has made it to this point in the video, I actually did you, really did. Did you talk to, did you talk to uh, our, our friend Kim. about um, collabs in the future and if everything's going to be okay? You lost me on this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got the message that said, you guys are going to ruin this for everyone. Oh, oh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Time is going to tell. Your Twinkie review is good. So it, it's not, it wasn't <sighs> that bad. Twinkies was good. Twinkies was good. The, I mean, I, like I even said it, the cupcake one was good. It just wasn't authentic. Well, it's like you said, it's hard. Like, what are you going to do? Like have like a brownie. Uh, I can understand if you made like the, the, the liquid icing flavored and then you put brownie inclusions in it, that might've been close, but it's tough. a cream filled cupcake. Like you can't it's make tough. that liquid. Yeah. It's tough. Like I told him, I'm like, we need to freeze dry all of these like actual cupcakes, actual Twinkies, chop that shit up and just throw it in. 100%. Like three or four Twinkies and that and two or three cupcakes and that. And like, and Absolutely. that's part of the, and that's part of the, the selling point is this thing has three actual cupcakes in it. This one has four Twinkies in it. I love and, it. But um, they said that that was impossible. And I'm like, well, I'm just over here dreaming. Nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. <laughs> Nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. Um, well, cool, bro. Well, I think we, you know, our, our, our paths cross so much more than just this brand, you know, we cross <laughs> in, in our daily business lives. So I, I assumed that it was likely that we would talk kind of about the industry and about uh, BB a bit. But uh, again, I, I just want to thank you. I'll let you get going. I think we, we actually, we, we cut out some pretty good time uh, on this. This is pretty normal for me. Two hours is pretty good. I, yeah. I, I, I give two hours to most podcasts. Most, <laughs> they, most only want to go like an hour, but I have way too much uh, content for one hour. Well, I think, I think that from a Husky boy standpoint, the key takeaway here is finding your passion. Yeah. Understanding you got to dial in your nutrition and get off your ass. A, no one's going to do it except you. And it's 2020. The information is out there. You just got to find it. Yeah. There we go. Right. I like it. And now, I'm going to have to find like intro outro music that is like sexy saxophone mm. mm-hmm. to give you, I ode, like it. Ode to your sexy sax days. I like it. All right. Cool. You can go with the tuba. You cool with tubas? Tubas are cool too. Tubas actually are, are, are fire. Well, thank you Husky boy nation. And we will see you on the next episode.